A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging, and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. And this week, we're speaking to a special twin mummy uh, with children with haemophilia. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. It's not really suitable for children, so if you don't want your kids to hear that, then listen with your headphones in, people. Hello, Mandy. Hello, Kate. Here we are. Here we are. We're still in a little bit of lockdown. (laughs) Yep. Actually, it's quite a lot of lockdown. It is, but it feels like there's been a little bit of a change. Yeah. Well, not that it's mattered to me. Well, we can go 25 kilometres yeah, now instead which of I haven't five. Done. I haven't either, no. but I can. Yeah. But this after this comes out, Dan might have given us more news on the weekend. Oh, so God. we don't know. Anyway, the kids are back, all back at school. Right of, now they're all back at school. Yeah. Yes. So the, when we're recording, it's our last week of juggling a bit of sparkling remote learning. Oh, my gosh. And I that, Eight long months, Kate. Oh, well, our local um, coffee shop said that, between both lockdowns, parents have done 108 days of remote learning. <laughs> or we didn't really. <laughs> well, yes, a bit of both. We just kept them alive. Yeah, we did. We did. So uh, anyway. So, so today we have a special guest. We do. And we have to, of course, Zoom because of COVID and the fact that she actually lives on the other side of Australia. Yay! <laughs> so um, our guest today is Deb and... I remember, I don't know if Mandy remembers, but we went to um, a barbecue or something and Deb brought a huge box of donuts and she also gave a box of donuts to my kids. And Mandy loves donuts. What was that, Deb? Can you remember what it was? Yeah, it was, was it not at Mandy's house? It might have been. (laughs) I have no memory. (laughs) We caught up. Yeah, it was when we were still living in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember either, but 
but I remember you coming to my house and then we drove somewhere. Yes. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, so please ask <laughs> <laughs> Well, we have known you from the forum, mm. so it's been like 14 years. Mm. So, yeah, we're so thrilled to have you on the podcast. You're one of our peas. Yep. Can I just interrupt very quickly? Yeah. I just want to congratulate you both on your nomination uh. for Australian of the Year. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, it is an absolute privilege and honour to be able to call you both friends. Oh, oh dear, thank you. Well, it's... By the time this episode comes out, we'll know if we've progressed from into nominee, the next level. Yeah, who knows. Which we probably think we won't because we're up against You should read the other people, the nominations, yeah, people who've cured homelessness. And then just two chicks who won't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee. Anyway, thank you. Uh, yeah. It's been very you. nice. And we get a certificate. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do we? yeah you get a certificate Ooh, for being nominated. Up, so that baby. is getting framed. Yeah. We don't have degrees, so no. that that's it. <laughs> It's as good as it's going to get. It is as good as it's so, going to get. So I would have that at my front door. Yeah, yeah. I reckon. I don't think <laughs> I our guess. families are ever going to get over. I'm going to be like, excuse me. I was nominated for I was Australian nominated. of the Year. Yeah. So. <laughs> the poor Answer kids. the door. Hi, I'm Mandy. Hi, I'm Kate. And this is my award. <laughs> <laughs> we will not. All right, Kate's going to start asking the questions. Okay, the first question is, do you have a song or a band or music that either gets you through good times or helps you through the shit times? Mine would have to be anything John Farnham because it reminds me of my mum. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it's funny because sometimes, and it's happened numerous times, it's probably just coincidence, but I'd like to tell myself it's not. I'll be driving home from the hospital or just where I've had a real crappy time and something will come on the radio, one of his songs, and I just think, yeah, she's watching me. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 of course. I must actually say halfway through our first three questions, Deb has lost both of her parents and her acknowledgement of her grief, the fact that it doesn't end, the fact that she continuously mentions all those milestones is really beautiful for someone else who's lost a parent because some people don't talk about it. And you sort of hear these things like, oh, there's a two-year grieving process, which there isn't. And you've always been so honest and shared your real pain. And um, I think it's made it easier for other people. I don't. Grief is individual Mm. and I'll never get over losing my parents. No. Never, ever, ever. No. And I just like to think other people can be comfortable with their grief as well because it's natural. It's human. If you don't grieve, then there's, yeah, it causes issues big time. Yeah, it does. It does. And Mm. you're, yeah. Anyway, so next question. The next question is, did you win any awards at school? Oh, my goodness. Do you know how long ago that was? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Um. I remember getting the, I was runner up for the, we have a nursing association over here, a home nursing association called Silver Chain. And I won, I got runner up in their Youth of the Year Award. Um, <sighs> I did my my Bronze Duke of Edinburgh Award and we had to go and do community service. And yeah. I chose to do mine in an aged care facility. And I just continued going to visit this one little lady. Her name oh. was Evie. Oh. So, I went and seen her. Yeah, her daughter had dropped her off and never gone back. Oh, oh. boy. Yeah, and I got it for that. But, you know, I did it. And I think that led me into my career. To be honest. I yeah. reckon. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a good award. That is a good award. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have I got none, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might get an award next week. Who knows? Which the PE community find hilarious. Well, and it is. someone said you will have to hand it back. It's I know. a political statement. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when you've done a whole episode on how meaningless awards are, it is pretty funny to be nominated for one. <laughs> Different award. Do you know, I just sitting thinking about it, I could probably have been nominated for an award if there was one of the most repetitive comments on reports. Because every <laughs> single report I had, it said Deborah would do so much better in class in her achievements if she listened. Yes. <laughs> How yes. good were reports and now in my the 80s? Gets it. Oh, they just said the truth. My youngest gets the same comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know, and you're like, oh. you are my child. <laughs> and my. Oh, Oh. My reports were always Mandy distracts others. Mandy talks too much. Mandy, di- and I'm like, ha Australian of the year, baby. <laughs> I still do that now. I still distract people, I and I'm 47. I know. Yeah, I know. We both do. That's right. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> okay. And now for our favourite question: Why are you a P? Um, I'm a P because I am a mum to five amazingly intelligent, resilient, beautiful children. Who I like every other parent. I'm so proud of. Yeah. Um, I happen to have multiples. I've got twins, um, Angus and Hunter. They're 15 next week. Oh my goodness. Oh. Um, they had. I had twin to twin when I had them, and then they also well four of the all four of four of them. We're not sure of Millie yet. They don't test um, until a bit older. Um, have a um, hereditary bleeding disorder called hemophilia. Mm. And. When did you find out about the haemophilia? <laughs> um, we were actually living in Melbourne. We'd gone to live in Melbourne when George Callum was two and Georgia was a newborn with my husband's work. Yeah. And I still remember we, we lived over in Sydney and, and they actually saw Angus, one of the twins, had meningococcal. Yeah. Oh. So we took him to Sunshine Hospital and I remember them doing a lumbar puncture oh. and they just couldn't stop the bleeding. It mm. just wept oh. forever. It was just it bled forever. Um. And that's when they decided that they'd do the clotting factor. So we actually didn't know before we had children. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, my dad had passed away the day before I found out I was pregnant with the twins. But mm. looking back on his illnesses and his symptoms, it definitely came from my dad. It oh, wasn't right. a because sometimes it, sometimes it can just be a genetic mutation. Mm. But dad died of a liver hemorrhage, so yeah, he definitely it definitely came from him. Right. So you had. A, so they were diagnosed when they were about six months. So you had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, six-month-old, and newborn twins. Yeah, six-month-old yep. twins. Yeah, and then. And I still remember that. I still remember the doctor saying to me, "Oh, look, obviously because he's an identical twin, the other twin will have it. You'd be really, really out of luck if your other son was to have it." Mm. And I just went, "Oh, okay, no worries." And yeah, he does. Yeah. And so does my daughter. <laughs> How did you get the bigger ones tested? When did you? Um, we were just sent to the, the haematology team at the Royal Children's and they tested Callum. But back then, girls were always known as um, symptomatic carriers. Yes. Right. So even though they displayed symptoms, they were never classed as haemophiliac. Mm. Right. Whereas times have changed now. Georgia's factor levels aren't actually much more than her brother's. Right. Hers are under the – yeah, hers are quite low. Hers are about 14%, I think. So she's now classed as mild. Okay. Right. Okay. So can you take us back to that time? Or do you want to tell us a little bit, so a bit about your pregnancy it. with the twins? And you said you had twin to twin. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, I actually found out I was pregnant the day after um, 
my dad passed away. Oh, dear. <laughs> and I still to this day say that that was his way of saying I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then we moved back to Melbourne because we'd only come back here when we found out dad was terminal. Yeah. We moved back um, to Melbourne after the fact. Yeah. And then um, it was about, oh, I was violently ill with both my pregnancies, my first two. And then I thought nothing of the second, there's a third pregnancy. It was no different. And then mm. I went for my scan. Oh, I was I was really not feeling well. So my cousin, because Pete stayed home with my two younger ones, and my cousin came and took me into the Royal Women's because I just couldn't keep anything down. Mm. I was dehydrated. And because I've only got one kidney myself, we have, we have to be so careful. Mm. And I still remember laying on the bed and the doctor said, oh, no, both sacks, no, both babies are quite well. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> You're like, I beg you what? What? <laughs> And I just said to him, just to spare the moment, I said to him, my husband rang ahead, didn't he, and told him told you to say that, didn't he? <laughs> and he looked at me and went, what? <laughs> I said, my husband rang and told you to say I'm having twins as a joke. And he went, no, there's, look at this. And he showed me and he went, that's no joke, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. It's quite the yeah. moment. It is a moment you'll never forget. Mm. Oh, it's not, because I remember coming out into the car park and I rang Pete and then I rang my mum who had been diagnosed with terminal cancer mm. and I still remember the phone call. I still remember the words. It was just, it was such a beautiful call to be able to make in mm. such a horrid time. Yes, yes. to give your mum some joy. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, at about 14 weeks, I think it was, they discovered that they were um, Momos. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I was... Um, scan twice a week, every week, yep. obviously also for my kidney as well. Yeah. Um, so do you want to about... explain to those rectums who don't understand what a Momo twin is? Um, same sac, same placenta. Mm. And the big um, risk? And a, a huge risk of um, the umbilical cords, the cords being tangled. Yes, huge. Um, sadly causes a lot of... It does. Um, yep. Yeah, a lot of a lot of um, deaths, unfortunately, in multiple births with Momos. Yeah, but they were born. I was admitted at twenty six weeks because I was still so violently ill. Yeah, <laughs> still couldn't keep out anything. On yep. Danzatron became my very best friend. Yeah, and I went for the scan. I went for a scan every second day, and then one day, oh, you know, it kind of got to the point, and I know we were so blasé about it. Pete was still going to work. He still had the two kids at home. Yep. One day I went for my scan, and the doctor said you are going to be a mum of twins today. And I just went, yeah, thinking, well, I am already. But Yeah, okay. Yeah, and within a couple of hours they were out because Hunter had just stopped receiving any nutrition. He was definitely the smaller twin. Yeah. And how many weeks was that? Uh, 30 and 4, I think it ended up being. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So how long did they spend in NICU? Um, they were there for about only two and a half weeks. And then went we, over we to... actually fared really well. Well, as in they came home after that? No. No. We no. Went back to the ward for a week. Um, in special care. And I think that was more, yeah, and I think that was more so they allowed me to stay in that little bit extra because they knew I had very little family support. Yeah. Apart from me and my aunt. And, um, yeah, and then they came home. Wow. So how big were they born? Uh, Hunter was, uh, Angus. Three pound two. Hunter was two pound two. Oh, okay. They were tiny, oh, yeah. Deb. They were tiny, and that's yeah, a proper twin to twin. Yeah, you can see them now. They're just about six foot six. 
Ah, that's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. 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 Just come on. We've been so blessed. I mean, obviously, apart from the haemophilia, we've been honestly so blessed with them. We really have. Mm. Yeah. They're awesome So you fast forward to six months and you get that diagnosis and then what does that mean for you? Like how did you... How did you we had on, handle that? I had we had honestly never heard of it apart from mm. your you know your year twelve human biology yes. class when you're doing disorders and apparently it comes from the royal family and <laughs> well of course it does, darling. <laughs> you take that few moments where you think mm, maybe I am special, maybe I am related to royalty. <laughs> <laughs> and at that stage, it was only classed as um, mild moderate, so um, severe is under one percent, right? And then moderate is one to five percent yep and anything above to about 50 percent is mild right so they kind of teetered between five and seven percent right and that's your clotting factor isn't it yeah that's your factor eight level yeah just hemophilia a that's when you're missing factor um factor eight yeah Mm. yeah and so my memory of you and when you lived here and when you first went back to perth i don't remember heaps and probably I was just being a shit friend, but I don't remember heaps of times when you were in and out of hospital, but then it just all seemed to blow up a few years ago and you just lived in the hospital. Absolutely. We had a really good run now. I look back and I think we were always very cautious, obviously. You know, they couldn't do contact sports and and things like that. And then we had blood noses. Blood noses are a Yes. But that, as far as we could see, was that was okay. If that's all there is, yeah, we can handle it. You know, that yep. that I'll take the blood noses. Yeah, yeah. And then when Hunter, when the twins were nine, nine, ten, um, they went on to what they call prophylactic treatment, which is treatment to stop a bleed. So up until then, they'd been on demand. So if something happened, we'd then go in and get an infusion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, artificial clotting factor. Um, and then they decided because the boys were becoming more active playing baseball, mm-hmm. um, obviously at school doing sports, we'd do the prophylactic treatment. And that was uh, twice a week. That was a Monday and a Thursday or whatever days it was. And then all of a sudden Hunter just started bleeding more than I've ever seen him bleed before. Mm. Blood noses. Um, he went into hospital because he had a bleed in his wrist. Mm. But with hemophilia is you don't need to injure yourself. It can happen spontaneously. Right. Mm. So he just woke up one morning and said, I've got a sore wrist and me being the mum, you'll be right, mate. Come on, no blood. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and had to pick him up halfway through the day and it was swollen and purple and I went, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It happened. My bad. Yeah. yeah. And then that just ended up, that, that was the start of a year where we spent close to 300, 280, 300 days in hospital just oh, on and off. I just couldn't um, believe it. I Every time either. you'd yep. turn, log on Facebook in the morning, you'd be like, oh, Deb's back in hospital. Yep. Yeah, it's because um, they developed what's called an inhibitor. So the treatment that they had been getting, um, their body was actually fighting it off, thinking it was some sort of foreign object, you know, like an infection, yes. which meant that they were just bleeding nonstop. They had gum bleeds uh, everywhere you could think of, ankles, knees. I remember their knees, just yes. thinking that would, I mean, it would have hurt everywhere, but bloody hell. Yeah. and. It, it also, um, I think also the issue with Hunter was he, he copped it bad. He was the worst, the poor bugger. He ended up with a Broviac line, which is the central line. Yep, yep. Um, he had it in his chest that runs to your heart. 
and then he got stuck in that. They took it out, and then they gave him a pick line in his arm, which was the same, yep. a longer line, and he got stuck in that. Aww. And then they, they gave him cannulas, and he got stuck in that. And, you know, code blues were called, and it was just like... Terrifying. Come on, give, give the kid a break. Yeah. Give the kid a break. Mm. Oh, it yeah. was... And then I think that was... And then about two weeks later, Angus started getting blood noses, and they're like, okay... Bring both the boys in for testing just in case. Yeah, within two weeks, all of them had been diagnosed with inhibitors. Yes, because Callum was sick too, wasn't he? Yeah, Callum, I don't know if you remember, Callum actually um, was attacked. Do you remember? Yes. He was walking to his That's Yeah, right. he was walking to his mate's house probably no more than 500 metres away um, with his little friend. He was staying the night. And he had his backpack, and obviously these three kids that seen him decided they wanted his backpack, and oh, he only had clothes in it anyway. Ian attacked him and kicked him that many times in the head. He ended up with a bleed on the brain. Oh, that's dead. Right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I remember him being. Yeah, you know, look back now, and I think, how? What? How did I get through that? I don't how? know. I, I don't know. None don't of know. us. None of us knew how you were possibly going to survive that. <laughs> I think it's because you get to a stage where you just think, right, I need to be strong because my kids were just – and yep. poor little Miller, she was only one. Yes. So bless her heart, she was being shoved from pillar to post, mm. aunties, uncles, grand, you know, she was just getting – and it, I, did, I did feel bad for her. Um, yeah, but at the time you just do what you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. we met, Deb did pop out a fifth child after all this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's nice. <laughs> I went back for more. Because only the cool people have five. That's what I say. That's the truth. <laughs> I'm out. Apparently it's because I find my husband so attractive. Oh, oh well. Yes. Well, I've Ooh. seen some great photos Ooh. of him on Facebook, so I can see why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's scary. <laughs> I've seen what he does in photos. <laughs> I was just thinking Bless back, how did you keep them when they were toddlers and busy preschoolers? How did you keep them from beating each other up and, yeah. you know, all those sorts of things to stop them having bleeds? They were, actually, they were actually really good. And I think you get to the stage where you go, you know what, I can't stand over you 24-7. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And none of my kids crawled. None of them. None of them crawled. So we never had issues with knee bleeds. What do you mean? They just went straight to walking. What did they do? Bum shuffle or something? Or they bum they bum shuffled everywhere. All five Mm -hmm. of them. They went. Yeah, all five of them. None of them crawled. Wow, (laughs) which is amazing. Yeah, which kept them a bit slower. So I had a bit more time to jump and stop them before they went off the edge of the couch. And yeah. And were you paranoid, (laughs) or because they didn't have a lot of? bleeds then it you didn't think about it so much or no because we didn't know what what could happen we just thought yeah this is life this is good we're okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think um when I when they were first diagnosed I did have that moment where oh it broke my heart it still breaks my heart today because I am the carrier yeah and I often think if I didn't give it to them they wouldn't go through what they have hmm. But then I also don't think they'd be the resilient kids they are. Yeah, no, and you can't right. blame yourself. No, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. No. And they genuinely, they are. The, they're just, yeah, they're very caring. I think that's important. And they've lost a fair few friends, you know, on the ward because yes. hematology shares the ward with oncology. Mm. And, yes. and they've had their share of, you know, losing mates to, to cancers. And, yeah, they've really seen what life can, can dish up, haven't oh, yeah. they? Mm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was just, yeah, extremely full on. But you had lots of amazing community support. 
Oh, yeah, we did. We were very, very lucky. We we're very lucky. Pete plays. Um, Pete's the president of the local baseball club. Yep. Um, and all the kids, all the kids play baseball. Mm. And through friends and family, we've just been, yeah, we've been extremely blessed. And I look back at what we've been through, and I think the one thing, if nothing else, it's shown me how truly lucky we are. Mm. Yeah, that's right. To have the people in our lives that yes. we do, we yes. really are. Yes. Yep. Yep. And they really stuck by you. Oh, am I allowed to mention the house we know that we yeah, have? Yeah, that, that was the best thing. because yeah. <laughs> it was so, so sometimes I've had a couple of sneaky messages from Deb. One was, I think I might be having a fifth baby. <laughs> and I was like, okay, good. Uh, you're not going to hear any complaints from me. And the other one was, you should watch Channel 9. I was crying. Oh, tell us all about it. Yeah, tell us. So this was after this year of living in hospital. What happened? Yeah, we had a really, that year was just terrible and, you know, I look back now and I said, we worked it out just randomly. I don't even know what we were doing. We're obviously bored one night. Yeah. Not that that happens in this house. Um, <laughs> and we worked out that one year alone, we paid over $3,000 in parking. Oh, oh hospital listen to park. that so, car parking bus. Financially, you know, I'd never ever say it to my kids, but financially that, that yes. yeah, it killed us that And year. you How couldn't work. You were in hospital oh, the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And of course, Pete had to leave. Pete's very lucky with his employer. Um, very, very lucky. He's been at the same job for 20 odd, 25 years. Yep. He's 20 years. He's been very lucky. They let him leave early, finish early, have time off. Oh. Um, but one, my second eldest, Georgia, is um, very talented at baseball. Yeah. She played on the um, three years she's played for the um, West Australian women's team. Awesome. Yes. Canberra and Melbourne and they won a gold medal. Yeah. Anyway, I got a phone call from the local council saying, look, this is the Lord Mayor, um, his, his PA, you and your husband and all your five children have been invited to morning tea next week at the council um, in recognition of George's sporting achievement. Oh. And one of the gentlemen will be here that plays for Perth Heat. And I'm like, okay, where's this come from? <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, we'll be there, free food. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I reckon um, everyone's coming. What We're am I going to wear? Lunch. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My sister came and my best friend came and yeah. we were waiting for all these cakes. And we got there and we were sat around a table and we were talk- they were just talking as normal and then the doors opened and then the newsreader and the or the two newsreaders, the male and female um, from Channel 9 News, came in and I looked at Pete and he looked at me and I was just like, what have you done? What is this? <laughs> yeah, and they, they said they had a surprise for us and um, Matt and Kim from – they did an episode of The Block. Yeah, not if not the original, it was the second one. It was quite early on. Yep. Yeah, they they started a show over here called Matt and Kim to the Rescue yeah. where they go in and help families in different situations. And they said to us, we were coming in to do your home. I will let you know a secret, though, and the listeners. Yeah. Um, we had to take that twice when they came in. I had to look surprised the second time because the cameraman actually forgot to put a tape in the camera. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I had to say to the kids, right, you're going to look surprised oh, no. and mum's going to have to stop crying and start crying again. <laughs> I did. Oh, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, and then we were like, because it got turned into a, is it a meme? Is that what you call them? One yes. When Matt walked in and said, oh, we're going to be renovating your house, I looked at him like such an idiot. I looked like such a dickhead. And I went, our house. <laughs> And I'm sure he must have been thinking, well, there's no one else in the room, so obviously it's yours. Um, yeah, 
and then we got morning tea and I'm like, I, this is, I was just waiting, you know, just the luck we'd had. I was waiting for someone to come out and go, ah, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who's, who nominated you? It was actually one of the other oncology mums on Aww. the ward. Oh, gosh, yeah. mums are the best. Beautiful. Yeah, she actually nominated us um, because she'd spent time and she'd seen how much time we'd been in there and oh, I'd never, ever be able to thank her enough. No. Yeah, the, the bond between women who are in hospital mm. for extended periods of time, you just become friends in that room, you know, getting your stuff out of the fridge and mm. just having a cry and all mm. that stuff. It's They're very important people. And Rhiannon, she's, yeah, she's just, she's just, she's beautiful. We were very, very lucky. So I just was so excited when that came on. I know. (laughs) And so did you, you must have had to go away. Yeah, where did they put you up? Did you go to a hotel or something? Well, I thought thought we'd be going home and we'd get to pack a bag. Yeah, no. The limousine picked us up out the front. And all I could think of was on my Oh my god! All I could think of was, please don't let the kids have left their dirty undies on the floor. Oh, you die! Oh my oh. goodness! So they get to go back to your house. Yes. Oh. Yeah. They had to come back. <laughs> oh, Deb. So the limo came back here, and my sister and my best friend, thank God, had gone into our rooms and packed us all a suitcase oh, each. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and I'm thinking, Christ, what have I got in this house that I don't want anyone to see? <laughs> That's right. Get, get rid of the sex toys now. <laughs> You know, I'm glad you brought that up. Remind me of that in a minute about where we moved to Melbourne. Okay. About my okay. sex toy. Oh, okay. I was, let me rephrase that. The sex toy I was given as a gift, as a oh, joke. Got yeah, it, yeah, got yeah, it, yeah, got yeah. I'll quick, shall I tell you now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, because I'll forget. Because <laughs> I don't keep on one track very well. Um, we, when we moved to Melbourne with Pete's work, his work um, put us up in a hotel and they had people come in here and, and pack our house for us and didn't think anything of it. We get to Melbourne, they get us into the house, they, they drop everything off and we're unpacking the boxes and I, <laughs> <laughs> I picked up something that was wrapped and I said to Pete, did you wrap this? And he went, no, did you wrap this? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd been given when I left work this great big purple vibrator. <laughs> 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 I must have gone through my cupboards, packing everything and going, oh, my God. The white glove removers. <laughs> you would not want to touch that. <laughs> he looked after it well. He packed it well. It was well padded. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. We went back to the house. Yeah, back to the back. house. By the time we'd only been up at council for maybe an hour and a half, by the time we got back, our house was empty. What wow. do you mean? With all the furniture? They packed everything. All <gasps> Pete's mates from um, baseball had taken the week off work out of their own time. Wow. And had yeah, met the guys here the minute. Apparently they were parked around the corner. Apparently everyone was parked around the corner and as soon as they seen the, our car leave the road, the, our, our street, they yeah. all drove in. <gasps> wow. Wow. Their colours, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And by the time we got back and then we got sent down to a hotel in Fremantle for four days. Oh. And then we come back to the the reveal, and it was pretty massive what they did in four days, wasn't it? Oh, it was huge, huge. You could never imagine. You could just never imagine. I mean, I'd show you the backyard now, but it's got a broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not being kept up to its normal standard. But well, you can send us some photos, and we'll put them on the Facebook and Insta. And yeah, do you reckon yeah, you can still find the episode somewhere? Can you YouTube the episode or? 
you can YouTube. Oh, I was so embarrassed because my house was in such a state, but we just, you know, when you, when in all reality, when you come to spending so much time in hospital, you've yes. got to think, oh, yes. Oh, no, don't be embarrassed about that. There no. won't be a P family that doesn't understand that. No, that's that. right. Exactly. Um, yeah, if you go onto YouTube and you you just look up uh, Matt and Kim's The Rescue, Episode 2. Okay. Okay. Well, Akka will do that and she'll yeah. put it in the and show then notes. And all the P's can go and watch it. And all the P's can watch it. awesome. Yeah, because I remember watching the first episode. It was a young boy here who I'm friends with the, the parents now. He had a brain tumour. And I remember watching it sobbing, yes. sobbing and thinking to myself, oh, my God, what would you do if that was your family? <laughs> <laughs> Five days later? <laughs> yeah. And my kids actually my kids actually said that they, they think that it was well into the hundreds that I said, oh, my God, at the reveal. <laughs> yeah, I bet. What did it mean yeah. to you? What did it mean? Um, it was a oh, – I think it was just – I can't even put it into words. I honestly can't. It was just – my anxiety is through the roof. If I don't clean my house, like I knew that we'd be talking today. I've been up early knowing that I can't sit until my house is clean. Yes. So it just meant little things like I could come home from the, a day at the hospital and just sit. Yes. I menial, but no, it no. just meant I could sit and didn't have to worry about silly things. Yes. Because yeah. you got like a new kitchen and. Oh, my kitchen. Yes. That's, oh, it's my baby. Yeah. Like, and they. All the kids' rooms were done, weren't they? And the backyard. Yeah, and the front yard, yeah, it was done the full. They did the roof. They gave us solar panels. Yeah, they did the whole hog. It was just, yeah, you'd never be able to thank them enough. And they're, Matt and Kim are such a beautiful couple, Aww. just just amazing people themselves. I remember them on the block. They had that room where they splayed the paint all over the walls. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, oh. Yeah, Pete, when we were away, Pete kept saying, I reckon we're going to go back and our bedroom's just going to be one big <laughs> No, we were pretty blessed. Yeah, yeah and just to awesome. have a fresh start in the midst of, like in a chaotic time, to have a fresh start in your home. When does Absolutely. anyone ever get that? Absolutely. Absolutely. We were truly blessed. Yeah. And just the acknowledgement that, look, lots of people do it tough. But you were actually doing it tough and everyone around you knew that you were doing it tough and they all supported you to make it better. That's really amazing. That was huge. Yeah. That was huge. For someone, you know, you don't expect someone to come up to you and go, oh, look, I know you've had a really hard time. I feel for you. That's not, that. that's just not who we are. Like, yeah. But to have, to have something like that happen, it's like, you know, maybe we are doing all right to get through yeah. what we did. Yeah, you are. People it was... and you give back to your community and all of that. And you had more than one was, child in hospital at once, didn't you? Yeah, at one stage we had um, Hunter in hospital with his arm, and then poor little Angus, poor little Angus had a bleed in his bum cheek. Oh, <laughs> good baby. baby. Yeah, and then about two weeks later, Callum is going to kill me for saying this, but Callum had twisted testes. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, that had started with a bleed because the bleed had caused it. Because oh, he obviously. Oh, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. But has I know every now and again we see you back in hospital, <laughs> like your life still goes there. But how's how's all that going now for them? We've had a pretty shit, to be honest, yep. a pretty shit probably six months. Yep. And I think Pete and I have just sort of sat back and gone, please, God, not again. Just, mm, you know, not again. Yep. Not a big <laughs> run. Yep. Yeah. And it gets to the point where I know you shouldn't, but you sit back and you think, we're doing all right. What's going to happen? Yes, <laughs> you know? I feel yeah. like that. What yep. shoe's going to drop? Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Absolutely, absolutely. You sort of think, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, look, it's we can laugh at it as a family, but about probably oh, 10 weeks ago now, um, when I make my mashed potato, I put my cheese on top and I put it in the oven and it melts. So obviously the mashed potato is really hot. Yes. You wonder where I'm going with this, don't you? Um, <laughs> I don't know. The mashed potato gets really hot and I'd served up dinner and Hunter had a mouthful of mashed potato and he got up to get a drink and Pete looked at me and I looked at him and then looked at Hunter and Hunter just passed out. He went pure white and just oh, fainted. Oh. And he hit his head on the corner of the coffee oh. table and ended up with a bleeding in the Of course, oh, yes. Yeah. So we took him in and they said it might have just been the shock of the, you know, the, the swallowing the hot. It was really hot as it went down and we didn't put it out to anything else. So he stayed in hospital for a few days and then we didn't put it down to anything else, nothing else, you know. Yeah. Um, Georgia had blood tests, just a standard blood test, and she said to me, Mum, I don't feel well, and then she proceeded to pass out and have a seizure on me. Mm-hmm. And then about oh, – I feel so bad with this one. About four weeks ago, I got a phone call from the school and it was Angus and I said, the first thing I said was, why are you using your phone at school, son? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, um, Mum, you need to come pick me up. I've fainted. I've eaten something. I've eaten hot potato. And my first words were, mate, you can't make fun of your brother like that. No. Like, that's not nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's not nice, mate. You can't. And he's like, I'm not. Hunter, Angus, you can't. Just stop it, mate. You're staying at school. You have too much. And I went into this big lecture. And in the end, I said, right, if it's true, put me on the phone to your teacher. And he handed me the, the phone. Uh. The teacher came on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she goes, oh, hi, Mrs. Butler, this is Miss Spencer. Um, We've just made potato gap bacon cooking and oh. Angus actually swallowed him and he fainted and hit his head. Oh, oh my God. And had a seizure. So, oh, sorry, is, are they allergic to potatoes? Oh, look, I don't know. I'm not trying it. They're never having hot food no. again. They have to salad for the Yes. <laughs> And they're picky eaters, so it looks like Angus is just eating potato and carrot and a cold potato, <laughs> and Hunter's just getting carrot and celery. Oh my goodness! Oh my me. goodness! How can this happen? Well, well you know, oh, <laughs> about two weeks ago, um, Pete broke his arm at softball. I saw that. Yes. Was, yeah. And then he ended up having surgery, and then but they fasted him for three days. They had to keep cancelling, which is standard oh, no. now. Yes, um, three days. <gasps> Yeah, but because he'd been fasting for so many days, he actually ended up. I brought him home on the Friday night, and he took him back up on Saturday with kidney stones. Oh, I think it was exacerbated by yes, the dehydration. Of drinking of water. Was, yeah, yeah. While I was up there, I had a phone call from Callum. Mum, I've split my leg open. I think I need stitches. I said, Well, look, I'll leave your dad here. Meet me at the local medical centre, which is like an emergency care, so you don't have to sit hours at the hospital. Yeah. Yep. You'll probably need stitches, and I'll go home and grab your factor because you'll need an infusion to stop the bleeding. Yep. And he was having it he um, dressed and glued, and he passed out and had a seizure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, four children within six weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, Deb, you just don't do anything by halves in your house. When I spoke to the doctors, they were like, look, we don't really usually investigate until um, it happens to the one child more than once. Yes. Right. So they didn't bother looking into it. But then yesterday we had our 
I haven't told anyone, obviously, Pete, no, no. Yesterday we had our normal um, clinic visit and we seen the rheumatologist and they, the physio and they checked the kids' joints because that's a big spot for bleeds to happen in yes. haemophiliacs and um, noticed that the kids, and they've always said the kids are extremely flexible. Yes. Hunter's knee comes out, George's fingers pop out. It's just gross. I mean, she can touch the floor touch her toes with her knees straight and actually put half her arm on the floor. It's wow. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've actually put it down to they're looking at a diagnosis of, um, it's called, El, I can never say it, Elner's Danos Syndrome, which yes. is a tissue, connective tissue disorder. Right. Which can also affect your blood vessels. So they're looking at that's more than likely why the kids have been having the fainting, the vasovagals, they call right. them, fainting episode. Right. Yeah, so... Why not just add it to the list? I know, but it's tiring. <laughs> what did it's you say so when they said that? Yeah, but yeah. at least I guess if it is, at least we've got an answer as to why it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it can make them quiet. And, and also another thing that she said, it's really silly, but the, she was saying that hot, extra hot foods and cold foods can cause it because they're blood vessels. Oh, constrictor, yeah. Yeah. Well, then yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that does yeah. make but sense. It, when you look at it now, you think, ah, oh, right. So, wow. anyway. Wow, yeah. What's the oh, next steps? What's the next steps with that then? Do you have to? Um, we'll get sent to the rheumatologist and the yeah. physio. Yeah. But obviously, with George's level that she plays at baseball, she sees the physio anyway. So, we'll yeah. go back to the she can go, and then the boys will go to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no no cure. It's just really. Um, I guess we're just going to have to. There, there is nothing they can do for it. Mm. Mm. Except yeah. stop eating anything hot or cold. Well, thank you for speaking to us on a day after a new diagnosis because that's pretty massive. That is very massive. Yeah, still pretty raw, but thank you, thank you for having me. Oh no, I'm not oh. shutting you down. I'm not saying it's over. I just want to thank you. Yes, that you were speaking. <laughs> You know, you're welcome because it's a, it's a big deal to have another thing. Yeah, thrown I normally at you. retreat. Yeah, I so, retreat too. Yeah, and you were like, "No, I've committed to this." <laughs> That's the sort of woman you yeah. are. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
practice. Oh, I'm so grateful I met you on the forum. Just going back a whole lot, can you tell us when you were the special needs coordinator for Amber? What was that like? And who approached you to do that? And how did you how did you, know you, how did you do that? I was thinking about that this morning and I can't honestly remember who came to me and said, let's start something. And I said, well, why don't we start a special needs? I think there was a section on the forum for special yeah, well, needs. Yeah, I was I said, in that for sure. Mm. Yeah, and then and then I can't remember who it was I was speaking to. We, we need to get something collectively, someone that can manage it all. And, and I can't even remember how I got into the role. I remember how I got into the role. Of course, I said, yeah, I'll do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> why not? I've got four kids under four and living to the state and don't have much family, but happy. Sure, I'll coordinate that. What did it mean? What did you have to do? And um, I did a lot of um, a lot of research into it. Actually, helped me as well because I enjoyed. I did a lot of research into um, different, more common diagnosis in multiple births. Yeah. Yep. And then I would go out to the multiple birth clubs and speak to parents. And I also did a few. Um, talks when we moved back here to Perth, I went to the women's hospital and did a talk at one or two of the multiple birth um, antenatal ah, classes. Yeah, awesome. That's a good idea. But I think, I don't even remember, I can't remember, I don't even, I wouldn't say it was, oh, look, it was well accepted, but I think it was, I think their main concern was, am I putting the fear of God into these yes, parents? Yes, well, that's right. I know. Yeah. It's a fine line you between know, it, this it, sort it of thing can line. happen, but we don't want to frighten you and you all yeah, you yeah. all deserve a pregnancy yeah. with hope. Absolutely. And that's what I said at the start of the talk that I did. I said to them, look, this is not related at all to a multiple birth. Like yeah. the haemophilia was totally irrelevant yes, and separate to yes. the multiple birth. So please don't think that I'm saying to you, you're having twins, so there's there's going to be something wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I just want people to know that there is support out there for those people yes. that do have a multiple birth or even people with multiple, you know, that have a multiple birth and then have a singleton yes. that has yes, something. something, you know. Yeah, it, we were catering for everyone. And there but was I a real, I, I remember during our time on the forum, which was when I was more connected to people with newborn twins, which obviously now that our kids are 15, I'm not. Um, There was so many beautiful twin mums who lost a baby while they were pregnant or straight after birth or within the first month. And so there was all those people too that needed our support that were definitely part of our community and had twins but didn't really have a place either. Yeah. And we have a lot of those listening and we really acknowledge them because once a twin mum, always a twin mum. That's right. Absolutely. Even though that baby's not in your arms, it doesn't mean that the, that, that child never existed. No, That's right. they're definitely, you're all part of our gang. And I think what, what I've observed is that there is a big need for people like us to be doing something in the multiple birth world, but we're just so darn tired. <laughs> You know, so as you said, you were busy, you had four kids, all that stuff, and then you were giving your time. But actually it's probably where we are at this age when you've got a bit more room to offer that help. But um, it's – I've often said to my husband, you know, I look look back now and I think when we do have times where everything seems to be touch wood going okay, that is when I find that I need a real mental health check because other times I think you just run on a dream. Yes, definitely. You don't have 
you don't have time to stop and think. No. No. But then when things calm down a yep. bit, you look back and you think, oh, shit. Yes. That's when I find that I need to really, you know, yeah. Because I had bad PNC with my first, with Callum. Mm. Right. Um, and I still, ever, even now today, 19 years later, I still have times where I can feel myself getting quite flat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. well, fair enough. Well, that's yeah. always when I've got time to sit back and, and think about things. Yeah, so. it's easier to keep going, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost yeah, like when definitely. you go. I know each time I've gone to see a psychologist, then I feel worse the first time because I've let it all out, mm. and then yeah. as I as I go, it, and then you can see why people don't go back because mm. they think, well, that felt like shit. Yeah, I don't want to do right. that. Right? It just refreshed everything that I was. Yes, trying Yes, exactly. To- yes. And then if you can just yeah. sort of push yeah. through, you can start to feel a little bit better. But not mm. everyone has the time to do that. Yeah, and I think when we moved back here, I did stay on the board for a little while and then I think it just got too much. Yes, with the kids going to school and then right. more trimming. You know, Kate, I don't know if you remember. Can you remember the um, the meeting that I flew over for? Yeah, I think that's when. It must have been com- a convention. I a think conference that's when we caught up. I think it was as well because it was a month. I remember my mum passed away in January and then the conference was in February. Yes. And my grandmother, my um, paternal grandmother, my dad's mum had come over for the funeral and I said, right, I'll come back with you. I'll fly back. Yes. Oh, and it just so happened that it was that weekend. And yep. then I, yeah. Oh, it was conference. That was the weekend. That was the weekend. Remember I went outside to ring my grandmother to see if she was okay and she'd passed away in her garden. Yes, I do. And your mum yeah. had only just passed away oh, and dear. you were away from home yeah. and, oh, lordy. Yeah, it was a month to the day. Yeah, I'd left her that morning and it was a month to the day. It was that. It was Black Saturday because I remember oh. going outside to ring her. Yes. And um, when she didn't answer the phone, I thought, God, she but you know, typical little European, she better not be in the garden in this heat. It was like 46 degrees. Yes, it was 46. It was. Yeah, and I rang, my, I rang her neighbour and that's where he found her in the garden, yeah. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, you've just. But I think it was. I think it was about then that I kind of went. You know, I need to pull back a little yes. bit. Yes, yes. And I think losing I, your mum as well I was massive. How it's going. Yeah, I know. The, I, the oh, I, I, I'm not sure. There is a Facebook group um, called Multiples with Special Needs. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah so yeah, people, I'm in there. Yeah, people can find help in there. But yeah. in terms of. Each individual clubs, or I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, and I I think the reason is because, like, we've got twins, and it's harder. Yeah, and you feel a little bit isolated. So there may be, you know, only I don't know if there's a hundred people at your club. Maybe there's only four of you that fit this, and so it's sort of you need a bigger group to bring together all the um, additional needs and disabilities, all of that. But I will say, I think also, yeah, go. I think also I found, I think it was with the the forum in general, it's sort of when your children are younger and you have that time and it's all new, you you do get together and talk a lot more. And as they get older, you kind of, everyone kind of wanes off a bit and goes in their own direction. And also Facebook came in at that time. Yeah, so we all met on the same forum that Mandy and I met on. Yeah, that's right. And that was pre-Facebook. Yeah. So then when Facebook came on, I think everything changed. Well, I joined Facebook because the forum went down. It used to go down. They'd like, I don't know what they did, update it or something. And so someone said, oh, we'll all chat on Facebook. And I said, oh, I don't have Facebook. So I joined it just so that I could ah, talk to twin parents. Right. And then it, no, the forum was never the same. No. 
I still remember in Melbourne when it was nights I'd sit when the kids had gone to bed Same. and I'd be on the forum and I'd have to disconnect the phone to in, to connect the internet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, I, that's that was, how old we are, people. It was just the best. <laughs> yes. It was the best. You get on there at 2am and someone was always on there. Oh, yeah. We've made yeah. some of the best friends. We really have yeah. made oh, some of the best friends from all around Australia. Yes. And and the world, like Marty yeah. in Japan. Yeah, that's and right. There were people from everywhere that would hop on oh, the forum. Goodness, Marty from Japan FaceTimed yeah. me a couple of weeks back. Yeah. See, Did and she? that's when I hung up. Yeah. And I hung up and I burst into tears because I just thought, oh, how lovely was that? I just needed it at the time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. She's, well, she's an awesome mum. So, yeah, the forum was I, – I don't know what Amber has now, but I don't think they have that because forums have probably gone by the by for everybody, you know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. and they have their Facebook page and stuff. But we were lucky. Yeah. I think we were super lucky that the internet was taking off and we were all on it. And I oh. think each club has their own private Facebook group. Right, yeah, yeah. okay, probably they That's do. That's what I think, yep. yeah. Yep. So yeah. Well, you did a good job starting that. You really did. Well done to you for that. Yeah. I think I just didn't want anyone to ever feel like they were the only ones. Yes. You know, there was always someone there to yeah. go, okay, we're going to help lift you up and we'll carry you. Yep. There's always someone there right beside you. Not yeah. in front, not behind, but right beside oh, you. And it makes a huge difference when you have a crappy time. Oh, it does. Huge, oh, my huge. God. Yeah. Yep. And we've all, all three of us have been there having a crappy time and seen that support from other people who have multiples and now we've got a beautiful close group on the we've got a hangout two peas in a podcast hangout. yeah and yep. it's the same it's the power in there yeah women oh, at their best women and dads yep and at dads. their best but yeah it's amazing so yeah anyway now give us a quick wrap of what the kids are doing before we go into our final three questions so callum has finished school uh yeah callum graduated two years ago he's at um the university Degree in engineering and environmental science. Oh, ah. very smart. Yeah. And he coaches a lot of junior baseball. He does. A lot, he gives up a lot of time for his baseball. Aww. He's actually at work part time. Like he, he's at work at the moment when he's not at on campus at uni. I'm um, helping his dad out with a broken arm. Aww. So he's making making himself a bit of money. He comes out and he says to me, "Mum, we need milk." I said, "Well, can you go to the shop and grab me some? You know, we've got the license now." She says to me, "Have you got the two dollars?" <laughs> Oh, Can't yeah. shout us some milk, mate. Well, I'll just give you my account details for all the board that you owe me. Yeah. <laughs> How funny. $2 for a carton of milk. So uh. Come on. <laughs> no, he's a good boy. He is a good boy. Um, Georgia's 17. She has her graduation night next Tuesday. She's been offered a place at the same university to do a Bachelor of Science. Um, awesome. She eventually wants to be a physiotherapist. Yeah, oh, She'll be awesome um, at that. Yeah, yep. Um, that's right up her alley. She wants to be a sports physio. Yeah. So she's got her graduation next week. We're hoping she's put um, the – there's only um, two unis here. Right. Excuse me, that do um, physiotherapy. Yep. One's at Curtin and one's at the Catholic University. And I said to her, you know, if you go to Notre Dame, you have to do a unit in philosophy. And she looked at me and went, mm, No. <laughs> I said, "Why not?" She goes, "Because I'll get kicked out for asking too many questions." Ah, but why? But why? Yeah, <laughs> good on it. She'll be all right. My daughter went to ACU to do, um, which is Australian Catholic Uni, to do occupational therapy, and um, she said it's very minimal. You don't yeah. really have to do anything, and it's act well here. It's a lovely union. It's 
it's harder to get in than the other big yeah. unis because it's quite supportive. But yeah. <laughs> she did send me lots of selfies with the Pope though, so I don't know how respectful that is. <laughs> no, she graduates next year. She's a good kid, but she's one of these kids that She'll cure cancer, but don't ask her how to boil an egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, 100%. I've you got a scholarship the same. You her on Facebook. You really you? do. Yeah. I mean, you've, you've seen some of the things yes. that she said, like you ring me from school, mum, I've got a toothache, can you bring me an icy pole? I said, well, no, the cold will hurt your teeth. And then she says, well, can you bring me a warm, a warm icy pole? <laughs> <laughs> stop and think about what you just said. And she went, yeah, and she just didn't get it. <laughs> warm icy pole. <laughs> Lord. Anyway, I mean, she's still very into her baseball. Got the first boyfriend. He's a gorgeous boy. Oh, really nice exciting. kid. Yeah. Giving him the heads up. Her dad's after. It wasn't her dad's after you if you mistreat his daughter. It's look out for the mother. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, that's right. That's right. Strong women breeding. Strong women. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, the twins are 15 next week. They're going into year 10 next year. Oh, and my goodness. What do you want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do when you leave school? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any idea? Uh. Yeah. I guess that's I don't know. I don't know. We're at the maximum you know, grunting I age. You I don't know about you guys, but off top, oh, and then, hang on, I'll go back. Then there's Miller. Yes. Um, she's not. Yes. That child is out of my mouth, and I think she's punishment from my mother for everything I ever did and said to her. <laughs> she's very she's cute. Awesome. We actually call her Cheryl because she's feral and she actually answers to Cheryl. And I'm sure people must look at her and think, gee, that's an old-fashioned name. <laughs> you know how they say, they, they do say that kids um, at a certain age ask between, you know, two and 300 questions a day. That child asks them by 9 o'clock when you're yeah. 30 when you drop it. Oh, my word. Yeah. 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 had one of them. Yeah. She's a she's a little caring soul. That one. She comes. I'm an aged care nurse, and she actually comes out to my work some days. And I literally have to drag her out. Come Aww. on, it's my day off. We want to go home. Can yeah. I just go talk to one more? Can I just go talk to Aww. one more? And, yeah. It is a lovely age because they're because obviously I've got a nine year old too, and they're they're trying to be mature, but they're still little. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. No, she's not trying to be mature. She's a sook. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bit sooky too, but. Yes, Sometimes, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, "Are you um, turning into a tween?" Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, not yet. Come on." No, no. I got help me. I, I Pete always said when Georgia got her period, he'd move out. When Miller gets hers, I'm moving into state. I'm coming to live back in. Like <laughs> you just mentioned too, that you are a nurse. You went back to uni and did a and did your. I went back and enrolled nurse. Yeah, I went back enrolled and studied. Nurse. Yeah, forty-two years old. With five kids, I went back. Amazing, incredible. You know, the only regret I have is that I didn't do it sooner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you just didn't have the time. The job. I love my job. I work in an aged care facility because I was always, no matter what, whether I did my RNE and it didn't matter, I was always going into aged care because I'm such a sucker for oldies. Such a sucker. Beautiful. Oh well, they need you. Yeah, they do. So it must have been a stressful year because. I know that your um, COVID restrictions have been a bit different to ours, but we couldn't visit anyone in aged care and they all, like my nan's in aged care and we can't go see her. It's been yeah, terribly what's it been distressing. Like over there? So, yeah, what's it been like? 
Um, it's been, we didn't quite go into, you guys have had it really rough. I've got my aunt and my god, godparents in Melbourne and you guys have had, in Melbourne and you guys have had it really rough. They're in Werribee. So they were like right in the center of a yes, hot spot. Yes. But when, when it started here, oh, I felt so guilty and I cried myself to sleep so many nights, but I had to sit back and think I've only got one kidney and my kids yes. have got a bleeding disorder. I can't. As much as I, I had to take um, six weeks off work, absolutely, yes, to, of course, take, yes, yes, you yeah, have to look after. You so have to. to yep, I felt like I was letting them all down. I felt like I wasn't doing my job. What kind of nurse was I? But then I thought I had to think of my kids as yes, well yes. because, if, yeah, if any of us ended up getting it, it you know, because at that stage we didn't know how rampant it was over here. Yes. Um, I just had to, but you know, the work were honestly fantastic. We've got some fantastic therapy assistants and they were every night, every second night, every third night, whatever the family needed, they were doing FaceTimes. And oh, yeah, good. They were, and they had, they, they had um, jazz bands come and sing outside the window and they oh. were watching out the window. Oh. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. But no, I hopefully. Is your restrictions eased a little bit? Uh, not for that sort of stuff. You can visit someone in hospital now if you're next of kin, but I, I'm not sure about aged care. I think you are it's allowed to visit to my friends visiting her mum. Yeah, yes. yeah. Because there's no active, like not if there's an active case you can't, but if there's none, yeah. Because I was thinking about that, you know, when you see it, um, you know, when especially in the US where you'd see people going into hospital and then, and then you know, they were passing away on their own. How devastating it would I be know. to have a family member in hospital and just not being able to reach out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've a lot of people have had that. got a friend who's an um, enrolled nurse and she had sat with an uh, elderly gentleman about three or four weeks ago who was dying because his family wasn't allowed to come in. She's yeah. like, as if I'm going to finish oh, my no. shift, I'm yeah. going to stay here. Well, how many people died in, in Melbourne? Over 800. Yes, and most so, of them were in aged care. Yeah. So it was terrible. And my um, grandma has um, dementia. So when mum would, when they finally let mum in, she had to wear the full PPE, my grandma couldn't handle it. She was like, who are you? Get away. So it's actually She's more like, distressing. We were talking about that last night, totally. It wasn't to do with COVID, but Miller said to me, Mummy, what are you going to do out at work? Because she's just so good with the oldies. What are you going to do at work for Halloween? And and because I'm most often, than more often than not, in the um, memory support unit or the dementia unit, yeah. I, I tried to explain to her that, and it would have been the same for COVID. You can't do things like that because we can't walk in dressed up in a costume because they would. it would be like, what's yes, going on? Yes, yeah. understand. Yes, well, that's and what it's been like. But these elderly people who had nurses coming in, it must have petrified them. Yeah, truly, truly petrified them. Yeah, it's been very, My auntie had only just moved into her care facility, like, Mm. you know, I don't know, two or three weeks before, then it shut down. So she was just adjusting. So she hadn't even had time to settle in. No, Mm. and she was just locked in her room all day. Yeah. Do they think that the majority of the cases in the aged care facilities over east were just lack of precautions or... How did it? I tried, how did it? Um, it's so spread because um, we have a lot of people like um, OTs or physios that work at like ten aged care homes, and oh, so most, you know, casual most of casual the aged workforce. care yeah had a huge casual workforce. So eventually they stopped it and said you can only work at one um, aged care facility. Yeah, um, we, had, we had that from the start. Yeah, that's that right. It took us a long time to get there, and also a lot yeah. of them didn't have PPE for a long time. So. It's we've learnt a lot. You're living this. in the right part of Australia. You are Deb. living in the right part of Australia. <laughs> if you want some, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. We've been so lucky over here. So yeah. lucky, honestly. We really have. Things could have gone south very, very quickly, but we were so lucky. Yeah, you... And it is luck. Yeah. It's just it luck. luck. We had bad luck. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're all going to live. We'll live not knowing until we get a vaccine. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway, people are sick of us Melburnians crapping on about it. I know. <laughs> We've been talking about it a lot. Oh. All right. So have you got anything you wanted to say to us before have we, we missed went anything? to our last questions? We missed anything that you want the, you want the, the world people to know. to know about your story. I just wanted to thank you so much for allowing me to come on and speak about hemophilia. Oh. People are just so presumptuous sometimes. Yes. Oh. I mean, I've uh, I've been asked if my kids have AIDS and mm. yeah, HIV, your, your kids have HIV and what? what? Like we're, we're talking thirty years. Yeah, thirty years ago, we lost quite a lot of the haemophilia community. Yes. But that actually, Bryce, Bryce Courtney's Bryce son yes, was one of them. I remember. April Fool's I read Day. That book. April Fool's I Day. I read that book yep. too. Yeah, um, because they were using blood products. That's now they right. now everything that they use is artificial products. Yeah. Yes, got it. There's a big scandal in the UK about it. So yeah, it's just nice. And, and you know, if my kids cut themselves, please don't dial triple zero. No. <laughs> They're not going to flood the bathroom in seconds with blood. It just bleeds longer. I think people hear haemophilia and think, yes. oh, run, run, yes. run. Yes, I think so. <laughs> oh, honestly. Mm. But thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely. Oh, oh, it's been nice it's, to chat. It's been it ages. It's been lovely to chat. <laughs> so yeah, it's been nice to catch up. We're going to do our laugh, cry, make a difference. Would you like to join in on that? Oh, yeah, I will. Yeah, All right. great. Okay, well, um, I'll go first yep. so that you can have some time to think about it. All right. No worries. So my this week the thing that made me cry is that a beautiful, beautiful, um, it made Mandy cry too, I know, a beautiful pea mum who listens to the podcast got Shana. Um, Shana got um, another, a person with a disability to make Mandy and I, I can show Deb because I'm on Zoom, these little pencil cases. And she's, they are so beautiful. Um, And she made them. She made us a pen that she covered in fabric that matches. And a card with the peas on the front. And a little book, a handmade book. Oh, my goodness. And it says, don't worry, be happy. And on the inside it says, cry, laugh, make a difference. So I'm going to write my laugh, make a difference cries in here from now on. It is so beautiful. I think it's the most special gift I've been it's given. It's very special. And she made Henry it. Henry made that for you? It was, uh, I don't know, her name's Ellen. I'm going to tag her. Um, she's got a little business and she makes them. Um, and it's called Handmade by Ellen, but I will put it all in the show notes. And Shana works with her yes. and she was working on um, her starting up her own social enterprise. So, yes. You know, and so her and her mum worked on this together. Yep. And it just makes me cry because oh, that I... might be my story one day. Yep. You know? I just wept and, and oh, wept. My the card is so beautiful. And then Shana, <laughs> who I think oh, my it's, one for it's, both of us yep. and for other people. I think she got her to make 12. Yes. So she got... Um, that was like her first big order. Yes, this, this um, Ellen and we love them, oh, and so we're going to tag the shit out of it, and the peas are going to buy yeah. them. Yes, I'll buy one. I can use it for my score. It might put my scorers gear in it for baseball. Yeah, yep. We're all going to have these beautiful little pencil cases. So what a beautiful woman, Ellen J. Ellen J. And Shana was so page. beautiful and sent them to us, and she sent them to some other Victorians who were locked down and she just thought they might like something too. So there's other peas that will have them as well. So 
And believe and me, you know what? That probably made their day. Yeah, oh, yeah, it would have. Oh, any ours. person coming to our door makes the day. Yeah, even if, oh, <laughs> even if it's the postman. Say, when we couldn't go anywhere, I was like, "Someone's coming to the door." I know. Oh, hello. <laughs> they go. They do the order. I know. They don't even make you sign <laughs> they don't for even it. Talk. They talk. They throw it at you. <laughs> I was like, everyone <laughs> in Melbourne is. Oh yeah, infected. social distancing is down pat here. Oh boy. So did anything make you cry this week, Deb? Um. Yeah, I, yeah, my sister's, um, my sister's boss, her father-in-law and mother-in-law, she's an old love, Joni, her name is, she's an old dear with dementia and um, her husband, um, Brian, had a, he was first diagnosed with prostate cancer and then I was going in and helping Joan um, just in my own time on during the week and, and whatever and helping her get up and have a shower and, and whatnot. And I got to know them quite well over the, the, the months that I'd gone mm, in there. Yeah. And the most beautiful couple you could ever meet. And unfortunately, one Saturday morning when I went in there, um, Nicole, his daughter-in-law, who's my sister's boss, rang and said, look, are you coming in? Because I really need you to have a look at Brian. And it to us it looked like he'd had a stroke. There was something defi- mm. definitely neurological. Um, and it turned out that he'd had a massive – the tumour had spread to his oh, his brain no. he ended up with a brain tumor oh. yeah and he passed away last week and it no. was just you know I think that made me cry but then it also made me laugh because my sister said she went I had to work on Monday and she went to the funeral and she said you know it was an absolute blessing in disguise because Joni his wife's got dementia she just thought she was at a party oh <laughs> she was and all these people around that love her yeah, and, and wondered why everyone had come so dressed up. And oh, <laughs> oh so hey. gorgeous. Yeah. And she <laughs> got to have a nice cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she could see everybody. Just probably like, oh, hello. Yeah. 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 Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> what about you, Mandy? I cried. I've been back watching This Is Us. I love that show um, and season four is on like 10 play. I've been waiting to try and find it and it's come back on. Okay. Every single episode I cry. Wow. So okay. it's about triplets and then and they flash back to when they were children, when they were teenagers, now they're adults, and there's always something poignant in every episode ah. and I cry every – I've been I've watched three in the last two days. I just – I cry. The ah. other thing was I watched the Vixens, sorry, Deb, beat <laughs> – <laughs> the west of the Perth. Yeah, what are they called? The fire. What, what's your netball team called? What's fever? Ne- fever. Fever. Yes, but every it felt like every, something that no one wants at the moment. Thank you. No very one much. wants a fever. That's true. So the Vixens won the netball grand final by like one point oh, or something. I was right screaming, and it just felt like every little netballer in Melbourne was yeah. watching because they haven't been able to play since February. Yeah, and we don't know when they're going back. And I was just like, they knew they had to do it for they us. They really did. And I was crying. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, you did this for me. <laughs> and yeah. they, sorry about that, Perth, but you've you've already got some good things. You, have. you can live. You've got nice weather and you yeah. don't have to wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what made me cry. All right. My make a difference this week. This is massive. My cousin in Ireland sent me a tease made. Mm-hmm. So this is I can't even tell you, every morning I wake up so happy. It's an alarm clock crossed with a kettle, <laughs> right? It sounds weird. And you put tea bags in the kettle and then the alarm clock, you, you wake up to hear like, which is all the water, and then it goes whoosh, and it all goes into the um, kettle, like into this little teapot thing. 
And then the alarm goes beep, beep. And so you wake up with a steaming cup of tea right beside your bed. And then because I drink soy milk and it doesn't really go off, I've just got a little jug. I tip the soy milk in. I sit up, turn ABC News breakfast on. I think my shit doesn't stink if that tea's made. (laughs) You know, I'm I would actually just ask to hear that story over and over just to hear your sound effects. <laughs> your ding, 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 and your swooshing. You've got that down pat. She does. Oh, it's just the greatest thing because you're lying in bed and you can hear the water start to boil you're and you're like, like oh, I have to get up, but it's a cup of tea right here. <laughs> That's I know, your... You find me if I heard it, I'd be running to the toilet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But, you, you know, you, when you come back from the toilet, your tea's made. Oh, it's unbelievable. Just, but you can just. You can push it so it just turns on. You don't have to have the alarm. So on a Saturday you might be like, I'll just wake up and push. And then one of my best friends, P-Friend Lorraine, she said to me yesterday, because we're still not allowed in each other's houses and we went for a walk and she goes, I just want to come to your house, sit on your bed, watch Midsummer Murders and drink cups of tea from that tea's made. (laughs) (laughs) Hang about, Lorraine, one day. It's coming before Christmas, hopefully. We'll be able to, in our, each other's houses. Anyway, one it day. made the biggest difference. I'll put a photo up. It's the cutest oh. little retro alarm clock. It's just anyway. It's, it's made your day uh, for days. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is, which I know is Kate's as well, is the nomination of Australian of Year. Oh so yes, sorry. That, that is. <laughs> um, we will do a little episode about that after the fact. Yes. So because we find out, you will have already heard that we will have or won't have made it through. So what happens is thousands of. 3,000 people were nominated. We don't know who nominated us. No, and it goes down to four. It goes down to four in each state. In There's Australian of the Year, Young Australian of the Year, Senior and Local Hero. So Mandy and I so are nominated we are, for Australian she, of the Year. The lady year. when she rang, she's like, oh, so you're in Australian of the Year? And I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so next Tuesday night, which will be two days after this, before this episode comes yeah. out, we find out if we won Victorian the Victorian part, yeah. and then it goes through to, um, you know, you find out months later. We don't think we're getting through. We have actually no nerves about it or anything because no, I'm sure that there is neurologists, people that have cured homelessness. You yeah. know, we are not worthy, but I can't tell you the joy it's brought. So oh, that's a big make a difference in my life. Massive too, make a difference. Thank you. And what about you, Deb? What's made oh, a difference? I don't know. You don't I've know? Been sitting. No, no. Oh, you know, my husband's going to kill me for two. <laughs> well, he might not listen. He's had a kidney stone and the fact that I'm <laughs> I'm able to give him a suppository every morning because <laughs> then I don't have to listen to the pain whinges. When your wife can shelf you a little bit of pain relief, that is a real That's blessing. really something. Yeah, you are making can a I difference. What he, can I tell you what he did to me? <laughs> I know you I know you're finishing up, but when I took him up to the hospital and he was in that much pain, I did feel sorry for him. He yeah. was sitting down, standing up, laying on the floor. He could not get comfortable, this poor man. Anyway, they took him out the back and they gave him some oxycodone and some fentanyl. Well, life was good then. Life was fantastic. <laughs> While we here, I had no pain. And I'd gone to the toilet and came back and the nurse was coming out and he looked at me and he smiled at me and he went, it's your job. And I went, what are you on about? Okay. And I walked in and Pete goes, oh, I've got to have a suppository. And I said to the nurse, well, my wife's a nurse, so she can give it to you. No. <laughs> no. I said to him, I will do it at home, but while I am here, I am not in my place of employment and I am currently not working and it's, I'm not doing it. Absolutely. Anyway, I, called the nurse, I called the nurse back in. Oh, this is terrible. I shouldn't even tell you this. Um, you can 
if I don't hear it, I know you've thought I was naughty and you've edited no. it. Um, I went to the toilet and I came back and Pete had the biggest smile on his face. Now, we're in a shared emergency room ward here, yep. probably eight, ten beds, <laughs> and the nurse is walking out and he says, so very loud, Deb, he just stuck his <laughs> He just stuck his finger up my ass and didn't even take me out to dinner first. <laughs> I said to him, Peter, you can't say things like that. And a guy across the other side with his girlfriend that was there, I don't know what for, he shouts out, yeah, you can because you keep enough entertained. I'm like, oh, my God. Really? Oh, that's so that's gorgeous. Good. That's a make a difference laugh. Yeah, that is. All right. So my the thing this week that made me laugh was – Mandy and I were supposed to be going on um, morning TV, but we had to cancel because we had Australian of the Year Zoom calls. <laughs> We've got things to sort <laughs> out. Got things to sort out. Anyway, I was talking to Buzz and Woody and I said, "You because my boys can go to school if, if we want because they have additional needs, but next week everyone's back. Anyway, and I said, look, you absolutely have to go to school on this day because um, Mandy and I have to do TV and there is no way you can be in this home <laughs> when I am doing TV. And they just looked at me, nothing, not a word. And I said, um, because, you know, we're superstars now. And then Woody just looks at me, looks me up and down and he goes, well, do the TV people know that you're a superstar who teaches your children in their pyjamas? <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, and no, they're not going to find don't. out because I would get dressed that day. <laughs> That's anyway, gorgeous. We laughed a lot. So anything make you laugh, Deb? Um, probably not really funny to everyone else, but my son came home on the weekend and told me that he was planning on going paintballing this Saturday. Oh, oh that's boy. yes, oh, no. yes. Dude, I, it's not happening. And it was actually that stupid of a suggestion that I actually laughed at him. Yes. <laughs> I, hey, you're not going. You know, you know, I let you boys do a lot that you know you probably shouldn't do, but you ain't going paintballing. And yes. his response was, Mom, I can't dog the boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. On this occasion, you're dogging the boys. Oh, yeah, I would have. And P.S. friends, stop organising that. <laughs> yeah, no, they all, they, none, of them, none of them blessed them. None of them ended up going. He's got oh, good mates. Oh, yeah, there good. you go. That's good. Good. Well, what made me laugh is on Monday when the announcement came out for Australian of the Year, um, it was all over Facebook. I had a client. I was working. I worked from one and then I was writing up my notes and then I just got distracted reading all the beautiful words yeah, that people beautiful. were saying. Yeah. And then I thought, something, I'm missing something, I'm forgetting something. And then I looked at my clock and it was 3.05 and I was like, <laughs> <gasps> shit, I was picking up Molly from school and she finishes at 2.50. So I was already <laughs> like 15 minutes late and I was just driving there freaking out. I was like, can I say to the teacher, I'm sorry, but I have been nominated for Australian <laughs> of the Year and I just got distracted and I'm really – I, I mean, like, clearly not parent of the year. but <laughs> I'm not parent of the year, so just don't say anything. So I'm, I'm, dri I'm driving, trying not to speed because I'm like, I can't get like a – No. I can't get a fine because then they might say you can't be Australian of the Year. <laughs> So all this is going through my head and then I go to so pick her up and she's just standing there the by herself. No, she you thinks, have a criminal record yeah. so we've had to take out That's what I mean. That's it's right. been a very hard time. <laughs> I've had to really obey the rules. And so I pull around the corner and she's just standing there in between two teachers. Oh. <laughs> I'm just waving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And um, I just I couldn't stop laughing because oh, I so thought funny. this is terrible. This is Australian of the Year but I forgot my child. <laughs> She said, you abandoned me. You abandoned oh, me. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. I said, yes, I'm sorry. 
Oh, gosh. And that is the mediocre parenting. That's the mediocre parenting. We've come that I to am. know and love on yeah, two P's. That's right. This is the standards. <laughs> it's the standard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Thank you, I've Deb. You're welcome. I've done that. You've been late to pick up the kids quite a few times, whether I've stuck Matt on the couch and had a quick nap yes. or just got I think the teachers now know that the the excuse of I couldn't find my car keys is kind of wearing pretty yeah. thin. <laughs> I've done it too, but, but it was the fact I that I was have... just reading my glowing comments on <laughs> saying Facebook. Saying how great you were. <laughs> saying how great you were. That made me feel terrible. I've been nominated for Australian of the Year. <laughs> I'm just going to have to stick to the car story. Well, we've only got it till Tuesday. After that, no one will give a shit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I I did not succeed in my nomination for Australian of the Year. It doesn't so, sound as good. No, that's right. So whatever. Oh, dear. Oh, okay, dear. well, we'll leave you be, Deb. Thank, Thank you. you, Deb. We know you could probably do your own podcast. You've got yeah, you so really many could. stories. And we'll find that episode of you and all the peas can watch your beautiful family and see yeah, your amazing and house. Yeah, have a cry. And yeah. see you crying. Okay. Thanks, guys. It's been so nice catching up. I Thank you for, for listening to my dribbles. No, no it's beautiful. I've been wanting you on for a long time. Yep. This is awesome. And before we go, we're going to tell all the peas, rate and review. Mandy yes. loves reading the reviews. I do love reading them. We're nearly um, up to 2,000. Keep going. And to the ACAR supporters who've been supporting us, your mind is going to be blown when you find out what Mandy and I have organised with that money, yeah. which is still a secret because it hasn't been finalised. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And for the person who this week said, this is for scissors, um, I will love you forever. <laughs> but you'd have to listen to it a few episodes back, Deb, to understand. But anyway, there's an ongoing scissor joke on this podcast. Thank you, Deb. <laughs> thank you. We love you. Bye. See you, everyone. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.